there, Alaskans, wherever you are, welcome to the Must Read Alaska Show. Coming to you from somewhere in Alaska. This is the place where we talk about, you guessed it, Alaska. Where we keep the mainstream media on their toes and where we are standing up for what's right in a world run by leftists. You can find out more by heading over to mustreadalaska.com and also checking out the Must Read Alaska YouTube channel for some really great content. But first, let's get this party started. Welcome, everybody, to the Must Read Alaska Show. I'm your host, John Quick, coming to you live from somewhere in Alaska. I hope everybody's having a phenomenal week this week. If you listen, watch, or read Must Read Alaska, I want to thank you for doing that. If you want to help keep the lights on here at Must Read Alaska, just go to mustreadalaska.com. On the right-hand side, there's a little donate button. You can click on it every $5, $10, $100. Helps keep the lights on here at Must Read Alaska. And if you want to help sponsor the podcast, just email me, John, J-O-H-N, at mustreadalaska.com, and we can have a conversation. But without further ado, I have a friend on today, Pastor Ron Hoffman from Mountain City Church, which I think is probably one of the biggest, if not the biggest, churches in Alaska. Welcome to the Must Read Alaska Show, Pastor Ron. Hey, John. I'm really excited to be here. Well, I'm super excited that you're on and today, and we're going to talk a little bit about Jesus, which is always a good thing. But first, out the gate, you changed your you changed the church's name. Tell me a little uh-huh. bit about that. It used to be Anchorage Baptist Temple for eons and eons and eons. Now it's Mountain City Church. There's quite the buzz going around town in a good way about Mountain City Church. Talk to me about the name change. Well, the truth is, what we we really felt like Dr. Prevo, our, our predecessor, had done a great job of making our church a statewide church. And uh, we want to start having more of an influence and an impact in some of the other villages and outside of Anchorage. And so Anchorage Baptist Temple became a little bit of a hindrance in our desire to try to figure out how to have satellite churches. How do you have Anchorage Baptist Church in uh, Bethel, you know, in the long run or in the valley? And so that was one of the reasons we did it. The other reason was, you know, obviously, a lot of things change, like the name Temple. You know, 50 years ago, the name Temple was not a bad thing. Nowadays, you know, it, it has a negative connotation. Half the people would come to our church and said, oh, I didn't know if this was a Greek, you know, God, church, Baptist. How did that all work? And so we kind of dealt with a lot of the negative history of the name and felt like we just needed a fresh new start to go in the direction where we want to go, which is to be a church that impacts the entire state of Alaska more on a global uh basis versus just a local area so that's one of the reasons that's awesome well i think god's given you favor especially in anchorage but all around the state um talk to me a little bit about you know you've anchorage baptist temple now mountain city church has always been a church that hasn't been afraid to talk politics which i think is awesome talk to me a little bit about your stance on do you think christians should be involved in politics and why absolutely well, one of our, our missions here is to be the salt, light, and love of Christ. That is what we are to the nations and to the city and to the state. And to be the salt, light, and love of Christ, you to be salt, you've got to be engaged. You've got to be the preserver of culture. You've got to be the preserver of faith. And so how can you do that if you are allowing yourself to be led by those who are in the opposition of what you're doing? Uh, I can't believe for the life of me why any church, any organization that claims Christ would not be involved in politics, understanding that those leaders dictate the direction that we are given. Not only that, the country that God has given us allows us, the, the government is us, the people, not those people that represent us. Those are the representatives we've chosen. 
Uh, America is run by the people and for the people. And so for a church to say or a person to say the church shouldn't be involved in politics is to not understand the blessings that God has given us here in this in America. It's just it blows my mind that we even have the conversation, to be honest with you. I, I don't fully understand the logic behind it. Um, it doesn't make sense. It's not biblical. And that's why we're involved and we're going to be involved. So how do you deal with the haters? Because I know I think a lot of folks don't want to get involved in politics because it goes negative real quickly and then it kind of scares the Christians off. So what are some tools that you use to, you know, you all are very vocal out there about Jesus and politics. How do you how do you not take all this personal when when people come and attack? (laughs) Well, the Bible is very clear. And Paul says this thing. I'm not ashamed of the gospel. And we're not going to be ashamed of the word of God. Jesus said this, if you're ashamed of me and my word, then I'm going to be ashamed of you. And I think that Christians are in their defense of not being involved in politics are ultimately saying, I'm ashamed of what God says about transgenderism, homosexuality, political abortion, whatever it is, that social issue they don't want to address because they don't want to offend someone. They're, they're in essence being ashamed of the very truth that God has given them. And, and it's okay. You know, it's okay for people to dis, disagree. Obviously, people have disagreed with God for thousands of years, since why where we are where we are. That doesn't mean we shy away, and we can do it in love, and we can do it in, in gentleness, uh, but we can't deny it. We can't escape it. And so when I tell people all the time, I said, you're, you're, you're silly when you think in your mind that the world is going to love you. They will not. The Bible is clear on that. So if that's the case, why are you trying to be loved when it comes to standing for Christ? We, we, we just stand for what Jesus says, and we're going to be involved in that. And, and you put your faith in the word and in the hope of the word, not in the hope of people. And so you're right. If you are concerned about what people think of you or somehow that's going to give you credibility, you're probably not going to stand up for him. Yeah, it's going to be tough to stand up for Jesus when if you're only concerned about how you're going to be perceived in the public. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and, and of course, again, John, you want to be gentle. You don't want to be. Uh, it, it's hard. It's hard to stand up for righteousness nowadays and not be accused of being a hater. Nobody wants that. But the truth is, those scoffers, you don't need to listen to. You can be kind and them call you a hater and not and still have been gentle and been kind and be truthful. I like that. Well, there seems to be, you know, a growing movement. It seems like it gets stronger every year of taking faith, taking Jesus, taking God out of this country. And, and somehow we forget that he was at the center of the foundation of this country. What do you think about this? Is this a good or a bad thing to be removing Jesus, God and faith out of all these things that were instrumental in our foundation. Yeah, it's, it's kind of hilarious when you think about it. It's the, the wisdom of the world trying to figure out how to solve the problems of their life. In other words, we got a crime issue. We've got, uh, we got drug issues. We got ab- abuse issues. We got all these issues. And the answer is take God out of the public square, which in turn is the one who says, hey, we shouldn't do these things. It's kind of interesting. So the very idea of removing it from our foundation of which this creation, this country was created on is it's a lack of history knowledge. We have become a people who 
have forgotten the good of what that did and have we're resisting the restriction. You see, you can't take God out because you don't want to be told something that you don't like. In other words, you don't like that it says LGBT should not be a good lifestyle. You don't like the idea of transgender. So you take God out because of those issues. But then you lose God when it comes to, hey, you should, shouldn't, you should tell the truth. You should respect your parents. You should respect authority. You, should, you can't have it both ways. You don't, you don't get that choice. And that's where it's lost. And that's what I think is happening. Uh, a group of people who don't want to have restrictions in the areas of their life don't understand that those restrictions, various restrictions help them and protect them where they are. And it creates chaos and it will create chaos for sure. Yeah. And we've seen just some in the way this is demonstrated, you know, across the U.S., we've seen it even taking the word God off of Supreme state Supreme Court places or monuments or museums i mean they're literally trying to take god off of these things in a physical way too yeah 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 and and it, it listen god represents accountability let there be no mistake if god is creator we're accountable and that's where the world is going no one wants to be held accountable and so that's what our forefathers understood though they knew that this country required accountability it required somebody greater than themselves to say, hey, this is not right. Without that, then it's just a matter of 51% says this is good, and, and that's going to change in, in the long term. People don't think of a 500 or a 1,000 years from now. They only think of the present, and they don't realize they're destroying the very thing that they love. Well, one of the awesome things that your church has going for it, in my opinion, is you have a Christian school uh, I think the biggest in the state, K through 12th and a preschool as well. Um, there's parents, they're going to be listening to the show. They're going to be thinking to themselves, man, I wish I had my kids were involved in a Christian school. Talk to me about the school and uh, give us some highlights on what's happening there at the school. Well, first of all, the Christian school is one of our greatest ministries here at this church. I mean, we are all about reaching the next generation. We have to reach the next generation. And if you're not committed to instructing kids at a young age uh, in what it means to be a follower of Christ or even the J basic Judeo-Christian value system, um, you're going to lose them in the long run. Um, and so our school's existence is all about that. That's why we do it. That's what it's for. Um, that's why we try to make it as affordable as, affordable as possible. That's why uh, it, 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 it requires a lot of our staff. I mean, uh, at this church, um, I would say two thirds of our staff are actually working in the school and, uh, and we're fully committed to that. Um, I think that one of the problems and the struggles with it, like uh, most parents uh, find themselves in is the price, the cost. And uh, I'm afraid that we don't understand the cost to throwing God out of the public school is the cost that you're gonna pay for your children, whether it's in finances or whether it's in kids that have gone astray because that's that's your choice. And so which do you wanna pay? Do you wanna pay financially or do you wanna pay with the life of your child? And I think that's a that's an easy answer. And my guess is that this the high school and the middle school have like full on sports programs and drama. I mean, this yep. is, if, if a parent puts their kid in there, this their kids could, have an experience just like they would down the street, but in a Christian environment. Absolutely. Well, our girls basketball program is the, was last year the number one team in the entire state of Alaska, 4A, 3A, every level. 
That's pretty good. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. So if a, I'll, I'll put a link in the, the podcast description to the school, but is, is there a certain time of the year it's best for parents to put their kids in or can they put their kids in kind Based of on like the any kids time? You have because we don't have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of kids uh, involved in drama. So some, some subjects are struggling, but we are always trying to improve. Uh, we are always trying to be, meet the needs of parents. Uh, we have a great alum school programs that can uh, that ultimately some uh, make a way to make it a, more affordable in some ways. Um, so yeah, it's there's there's ways to make it happen, and there's a lot going on. I mean, school is not uh, not boring here at our place. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so you you all have also have got some Christmas events coming up, which I think let's chat about because. My guess is everybody in Anchorage is, is welcome to them. Uh, your website says that you guys have a, a Christmas spectacular happening with a, a oh, Christmas yeah. Sunday service and some holiday light stuff. Talk to me a little bit about that. Listen, we do, we do Christmas big. We have always done Christmas big. In the past, obviously, it was these big pageants and big productions and shows. And, you know, eventually that has become something that less and less people were coming to. And so... We have come up with creative ways to celebrate the birth of Jesus, and we're so excited. So the Christmas Spectacular has an entire elf village where families can come, play with their kids, create crafts, and design things. It's so cool. We also have a kids program uh, that runs for, uh, I believe it's like every hour on the hour uh, where they can come and be entertained, and there'll be the gospel presented. We've got sleigh rides around our church. We're going to have... Uh, we're going to try something crazy this year. We're going to try to have tubing pulled behind snow machines in the backfield for the kids. Nice. Uh, we've got obviously we've got Santa Claus. One of the things that we're doing is a great adventure uh, during the event where adults can be part of something where it's like a scavenger hunt throughout the building. Uh, another thing that we're doing that is really cool is we're putting on an inside light show. So we're taking our auditorium and our all our LED walls and creating a Christmas. Auditor, um, light show and then on Sunday we are going to be having a Christmas concert and so uh, we love to do Christmas big it's a huge community event all people are invited it's free uh, it's a safe place to come and uh, know that we're celebrating the one true God and so it's it's cool we're all, we'll have a thousand I think our we we have anywhere from a thousand to three thousand people come on that nice. weekend so it's a big deal and Make your time. There'll be plenty of room. We've got it spread out this year to make it a little more easy. Lights everywhere. Yeah. Outside, obviously, our church is decorated in lights. You can come by uh, starting tomorrow, actually, and watch our Christmas light show if everything works like it's supposed to. But I'm not promising it. (laughs) (laughs) And this is the week of the December 15th, correct? Yeah. 15th, 16th, 17th. Yep. Um, So it'll be Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And uh, we'd love to have you come by everybody's welcome except and so it'll be fantastic that's awesome characters oh yeah hot chocolate we got it all well folks i'll put a link to the uh to their website in the description as well so you can check that out i would encourage you if you live in anchorage or even wasilla go go down and check out this christmas extravaganza or christmas spectacular yeah and um (laughs) it's free i mean what what you can't go wrong you're going to get entertained you're going to hear a little bit about jesus kids are going to probably get some candy canes and uh, you get to watch a light show so you you know there's uh that sounds like a fun saturday to me 
Oh yeah, it, it, it'll be a it'll be a full day. You'll you'll you will not have time to do everything that we have offered probably. Yeah, we have in on the Kenai Peninsula. We have, I think it's College Heights Baptist Church every year on K Beach does this ginormous Christmas thing, and man, I mean the whole peninsula comes out to it. It's pretty awesome. So yeah, um, that's cool. There's gonna be folks, pastor, that are listening to this as well that maybe they're not um, believers or maybe they've never heard of story about Jesus. You you know, it's it's tough to imagine somebody not hearing about Jesus, but it happens all the time, right? You yeah. go through your life and you, maybe your family never went to church and you never went to church and now it's you in your 20s and 30s and you haven't really heard about this Jesus guy. Maybe you've had friends that have gone to church, but that's not the same thing. So tell me, tell me a story about Jesus uh, one of your favorites. I know we we were talking earlier about your sermon series that's coming up on Sunday. So yeah, you know, give us a little sneak peek. Yeah, we're we're starting this new series on the great adventure and just the beautiful picture of Christ. And so obviously the story of Jesus is amazing. You know, we believe and we know that God created humanity and and humanity rejected God and. And God promised to send Jesus uh, a savior for our sins, for what we had done to restore the relationship with him. And that's really what the gospel is. The story is all about. But I'm doing this series and we're going through these promises starting uh, 4,000 years before Jesus came. Uh, it was promised that he would be uh, born of, uh, of a woman. Uh, he would be born of a virgin. It says that 800 years before Christ. We have a promise that it's going to come through Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and David and Solomon and, and the tribe of Judah. And there's these there's these eight or nine incredible promises that then come true. And the odds of that amazing story coming true is like this. This is what I'm going to share. It's like the state of Texas being covered in silver dollars two feet high <laughs> and a red one being thrown in the middle of that state and a blind person walking out and randomly picking up that uh, that coin. That's the odds of the true story of Jesus coming to this earth uh, to save us. And so it's an incredible adventure. And, and the reality is the lost, they don't see that. They don't understand that um, there is forgiveness. There is a place where we can res be restored with our creator. And that's what Christianity is all about. It's about a reconciliation story, this great adventure of God himself coming to earth to give us a chance to be restored to him uh, for all of eternity. And so if you're, you're listening and you've never given your life to Christ, man, I just pray that you would understand that Jesus loves you and that he has come to this earth specifically uh, to forgive your sins and to restore you in a relationship with him. Amen. People didn't know we we're going to have a little church service up in here today. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. You get me sorry. You get me all excited yeah. about it. Yeah, I, don't sorry. be sorry. I love it. So um, I want to encourage folks, if you live in the Anchorage area, go check out Mountain City Church. Great church, great folks. I've gotten to know uh, Pastor Ron and his staff over the years. And I mean, these are really awesome folks. So go check it out. Pastor Ron, any last minute thoughts before we head out here? Uh, 30 minutes has gone by in a flash. Yeah, it has. Well, I just want to encourage everybody that's listening. I know it seems like, you know, the world's going straight down into the pit. And the truth is this, that there is hope. And, and we are that hope. And if you're a Christian today, I want to encourage you to stand up for what is right, to stand up politically, stand up at your workplace, be a, a, the salt, light, and love of Christ. And together, 
will make a difference in this city and this state. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Pastor Ron, for joining me. Folks, I'm going to put the links uh, to all the stuff we talked about in the description. And uh, for folks listening, watching, and reading Must Read Alaska, if you want to help to keep the lights on, just go to mustreadalaska.com. On the right-hand side, there's a little donate button. Every $5, $10, $100 helps keep the lights on. And if you want to sponsor the Must Read Alaska show, just email me, John, J-O-H-N, at mustreadalaska.com, and we can have a conversation. Until next time, I'm John Quick from somewhere in Alaska. Thank you, Pastor. All right.